Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe on this week's Torah portion. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Yitain Lecha, which the Rebbe said on Shabbos Parshas Toldos, which that year was the, the Shabbos that blessed the month of Kislev. It was also Erev Rishchidosh Kislev, Rishchidosh was on Sunday, in the year Tavshin Chavdalid, 58 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse that says in this week's Torah portion, the Yitain Lechoe Leikim, the tremendous blessings that Yitzchak is giving to Yaakov Avinu, and he says, Hashem should give you Mitala Shamayim Omishmani Oretz. So Rabbi asked a simple question. These are the blessings that Yitzchak is giving Yaakov. <clears throat> so if it's blessings, why does it say the name of Lekim? We know God has many names. The most powerful name is Yudke Vavke. So why does he use the name of Elokim, which is more judgment, which is more limited? And the question becomes even stronger because we know when it comes to the priestly blessings, where God instructed the priests to bless the Jewish people. So what does it say in the blessing? Yivarech Hashem. God should bless you. Which name Yudke Vavke? And that's the source of all the blessings. So seemingly over here it should have said, Yudke Vavke, not necessarily the same Elokim. And the Rebbe says, even though we know there's a certain opinion that says, Mitala Shemayim is referring to what? Mikra, the Torah the, Shemaksav, the, the written law. Mishmani Eretz is referring to Mishnah, Torah Shemalpeh. So that's referring to what? The blessings are about Torah. And when it comes to Torah and Parashas Yisri, what does it say? By Yidavra Lekimis Kolon It uses the name Elokim in reference to Torah. So, so therefore, it would make sense why using the name Elokim. But nevertheless, Rebbe says, but the fact is that's only one insight. But the simple meaning is, Mitala Shemayim Mishmani Aretz is physical, materialistic blessings. So if it's physical blessings, why does he use the name Elokim? Why does he use the name Yudke Bavke? And Rebbe says, even if you're going to say that's referring to Torah, the blessings are in reference to Torah, so it's also not understood. What, what, are the, what are the blessings accomplish? Later on, we receive the Torah from Hashem. Now, even though you're going to say the Torah we received from Hashem, that came from on high. That's a gift from Hashem from heaven. But the blessing was the Torah that we do our work. That that's the part, that, that's, that's the blessing for. So Jeremiah has also not understood, because we know the fact is, Avram Avinu, he sat and he learned Torah. Yitzchak sat and learned Torah. Yaakov also sat and learned Torah. Before he received the blessings. So what is V'yitim L'cha adding? Obviously, there's a blessing. What is it adding? They're already learning Torah. Also, the Rebbe says we have to understand, when did, when did Yaakov receive the blessings from Yitzchak? After Yaakov walked over to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak smelled the, the fragrance of, of, of Yaakov Avinu, which is a very, very high level of fragrance. He smelled the fragrance of Ganadin, etc. So what is the connection that only after he smelled the fragrance that he gave him the blessings? So Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on a uh, Chassidic discourse from the Alter Rebbe, which in that year, 58 years ago, was 150 years of the Alter Rebbe's passing. So now it'll be over 206, 208 years of his passing. And in a, in a, a book, which the Rebbe calls a Bichel in Yiddish, which is actually a manuscript, or ha- a handwritten manuscript, of the Alter Rebbe's son, the Mittler Rebbe, which has footnotes of the Tzemach Tzedek. So we're talking a heavy, heavy manuscript here. It's a teaching from the Alter Rebbe, written by the Mittler Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe, with footnotes from the Tzemach Tzedek. 
and he brings this verse and he asks the same question why does it say Shem Elohim so you see this is an age old question in the world of Kabbalah and also he asks another question the question he asks that when when uh, Yaakov went to get the blessing so we know that he put on the garments of Esau and um, so Yaakov felt the Cyrus the hear from Esau and that's what caused him to get the blessings if he didn't have that garment he would think he's Yaakov he wouldn't give him the blessings so the altar asks, why is it that Yaakov specifically got the blessings through the medium of the Cyrus, the hears of Esau? So the altar brings from Shir Hashim, from Song of Songs, from King Solomon. He brings the verse that says, My Yofis and my Namas How beautiful and how sweet it is, the love of the lights. So he says, the altar asks a simple question. It says, referring to Ava, love, Tainugim, Tainug. Now we know in the world of the spheroids, so the highest sphere is Kesser. In Kesser there's two levels. The higher level is Tainug, and the lower level is Rotzain. So when you're referring to Tainug, you're referring to the highest sphere of Kesser, and in Kesser itself you're referring to the highest, uh, the higher part in Kesser. Now, the spheroids exist in all the worlds. Atzilas, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, etc. Now, so the author asks a simple question. On the high level of Tainug, in Tainug, in real Tainug, real pleasure, the way it's sitting in Kesser, what does it mean, Tainugim, plural of pleasures? On such a high level, there's no plural. It's, it's pleasure. It's real pleasure. There's no multiple types of pleasure. It's pure. So Jerry explains, what does that mean? Even though we know there's different types of pleasures that we have, for example, when you eat something, there's pleasure. There's tainuk from eating certain things. Or, for example, when you smell something, there's, certain, there's a certain pleasure in smelling beautiful fragrances. Or, for example, you see a beautiful painting, a beautiful picture, there's a pleasure you receive. Wow, it's beautiful, it's very, very nice. Or, for example, someone sings beautifully. So there's different, so it's also it's, it's, it, it creates a tainuk, it creates a pleasure. In other words, so you see there is different levels of Tainux. What's the question that why is there, why does it say Tainugim? There's multiple, you see there's different levels. So Rebbe explains very simple. Where do we say there's different levels of pleasures, different types of pleasures, eating, drinking, smell, uh, seeing something, uh, voice, etc.? That's in the creations of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Why? Because in the world of Asiya, we'll start from the bottom, there's, there's different things. God is concealed the most, so there's different areas of pleasure because of the concealment. The same thing in Yetzira, where there's also concealment, not as much as Asiya, and the same thing in Bria. So since in each one of these worlds, there's a, the God is, so to speak, concealed, so therefore you can you can experience different types of Tainuk. Why? Because Bria, Yetzira, Asiya goes in the category of the world where God and the world is, so to speak, separate. You see a world, you have to look for God. However, in the world of Atsilas, and we know in the world of Atsilas, that's the closest world to Hashem. It's called Atsilas from Eitzel, close to Hashem. On a spiritual level means, Achdus Pshuta, you have pure oneness. It's totally one with Hashem. So when you're dealing with one with Hashem, so there's one Tainug, there's one, there's one pleasure. The pleasure of Hashem. What does it mean, Tainugim, multiple pleasures? So the author explains as follows. So it doesn't mean, obviously, that there's different types of Tainug, from seeing, from hearing, from smelling, from uh, voice, etc. Because obviously in the world of Atzilus, it's all one. But what does it mean that there's Tainug in plural? 
not multiple types of Tainug, but in Tainug itself, in the pure Tainug itself, there's two components. What does it mean there's two components in the Tainug itself? There's the way you experience Tainug, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate in the way of Oyer Yashar, a light which comes straight down, and then there's a Tainug which comes from the level of Oyer Choyzer, the, a light that gets returned. What does that mean? So the Rebbe is going to explain each one. So again, just to, to, to recap, what the author is explaining is that when we say Tainug in the world of Atzilos, there's one Tainug. In the one Tainug, there's two, there's two levels. There's a level of Er Yashar and there's a level of Er Chazer. What's the difference? The author explains it, the Rebbe explains as follows based on the author explains it in this uh, classic Hasidic discourse. Er Yashar means it's a straight light. What does that mean? The light is drawn drawn down, and the vessel of intellect and the vessel of our heart, of our emotions, are able to receive it. So, for example, when you see something beautiful, wow, you see it, you enjoy it, it's beautiful. It's simple. It's a, it's a simple pleasure. It's not, it's not complicated. Or, for example, you hear a beautiful uh, voice singing, and you appreciate it. So that's a pleasure that comes down, you appreciate it, it's simple. Or for example, let's say you hear good news. So there's a lot of pleasure by hearing good news. Now, there's different types of good news, but we're talking about a simple good news. You hear something you know, that, that's not overwhelming good news, simple good news. Now, you're able to receive it, that's called Ur Yosher. So again, to recap, Ur Yosher means that the intellect and your heart is able to receive it, accept it, connect to it, and not overwhelm you. That's Ur Yosher. Ur Yosher means a light that comes in that's not overwhelming. In this case, Tainug that we we have, pleasure that we have, that's not overwhelming. Then there's a level of Tainug which is considered Ur Choyzer. What does that mean? That means it's a type of pleasure that our intellectual and emotional uh, cap- capacity, it's too much for us. It's too much Tainuk. For example, the, the example the Rebbe uses is when you hear, for example, good news like suddenly, out of the blue, something you weren't expecting, and you were totally shocked of the news, right? Shocked, good news. So what happens then is you hear it, but then, Urchaiser. What happens is that the news goes back to its source. Why? Because it's too much for the, per, for the person to handle. People can faint with such great news. Let's say, for example, you know, it can be many examples. Let's say you're waiting for a family to come that's been, you know, lost for who knows how long and you, and you possibly thought they died. Who knows what happened to them? And also, you hear, guess what they hear? You can go into a faint. Why? Because it's too much, too much to handle. That's called Urchaiser, which means, yeah, it's Tainug. You're sure you're excited. It's a tremendous pleasure, but it's too much, and you literally can, you can faint because of it. So based on this, the altar explains, that's what it says, tainugim, a double type, of, double type of pleasure. What does that mean? It's referring to the tainug of er choyzer, which is too much to handle, and then there's a tainug, which is er yasher, you're able, to, you're able to handle it. So that's the two levels of tainugim. And that's why the verse says in Shira Shirim, Ava Bitainugim. Tainugim plural. Again, plural, not different types of Tainug, because when you're dealing with Atsils, there's only one Tainug, but there's one that you're able to receive and appreciate and connect, Er Yashar, and there's one that's called Er Chaser. Now, but the verse says, Ava love with pleasure. So, in other words, Rabbi says, based on this, what do you see? That just like in Tainugim, 
there's this two levels of Ur Yashar and Ur Chayza, one that you're able to achieve, connect to and appreciate, and one which is too much for you to handle. So the same thing also, you must say that since the, Tur- the Shir Hashim, King Solomon puts two words together, Ava, love, also has these two components. In other words, as follows. So first there gives an introduction to, to not only the fact that Abba says next to Tainugim, but there is going to show you that Abba is connected to Tainug. How do we know that Abba is connected to Tainug? Because Ava, which is love, which is like, like all the emotions. Ava is an emotion. It comes from Chesed. So Abba, like all the emotions, where does the emotions come from? Emotions come from intellect. You meditate, you think about something, and then you get happy, and then you get inspired to do chesed or gvura, whatever it may be. So the midois, specifically in this case, Abba, chesed comes from seichel, comes from intellect. Where does intellect come from? So if you look at the seros, what, what, where, what, what's before chachma? That's where keser is, ratzen and tainug. So the flow is that it starts out in tainug, and from there you go into intellect, and from there you go into the emotions. So therefore, since the emotions come from intellect, which comes from Tainug, so therefore in the Midois, in the emotions, in our case in Ava, you have Tainug connected to Ava. Why is that? Because that's where it ultimately comes from. Any pleasure you have came from intellect, it came from Tainug. So you see that Tainug and Ava are connected. So therefore based on this, you see that not just like Tainug, there's two components. Or Yashar and Or Chayzer, therefore obviously in Ava you also have both components. In other words, in Ava you have the component of Er Yashar and Er Chayzer. In other words, there's two levels of love. What does that mean practically? And Derber explains the two levels. So you have a level of love in Kabbalah, it's called Ava Kamayim, love like it flows like water. And then you have Ava love that's like a, like a huge flame that's burning. What's the difference? And Derber says like this. Love like water that's flowing, that's the type of love which is compared to Ur Yosha, where, the, where you're able to um, grasp it, or co- comprehend it, connect to it, appreciate it. In other words, the, the love comes from Tainug in a way of Ur Yosha. Tainug, which is part of Kassar, goes through Chachma, it goes to the Midois. That's the one level. And that's why it's called love like water, because it flows, it flows naturally from Tainug through Chachma into your emotions. How does it flow? It flows calmly. It flows coldly. In other words, it comes It's coming straight from Tainug, intellect, into your emotions. So again, the first level of Ava is Ava Kamayim. Ava Er Yosher. It comes down straight from Tainug into your emotions. But then there's a second level. Ava Kirish Ve'esh. The love like a fire. What is that? That's connected to the idea, just like in Tainugam, Ur Chayzer. What does that mean? That goes Milmatalmaila from down here on high. What does that mean? Because it comes down from Tainug, it does come from Tainug, but it comes out in a way of Ur Chayzer, which means it's too much. You can't handle it. And therefore, when, you, when you're experiencing such a level of love, such intensity of love, which is the love is called like a fire, you can't, you can't grasp it. Water, you can drink. Slowly, you sip it, it's enjoyable. You can't drink, you can't touch fire. You run from fire. So that's what it inspires you. It does inspire you, and it's called Milmata Lamayla. Er So that's why it says, Ava betainugim. Just like in Tainug, there's two levels, Er Yosher and Er Chayzer. The same thing in Ava, there's Ava Kamayim and Ava Kirish which is connected idea of the, the Tainugim of Er Yashar and Er Chayzer. 
Now, based on this introduction of the two levels of Tainog and the two levels of Ava, or Yashar and Ava Kamayim and Ava So, based on this, the Altar explains the quality of the patriarchs, Avram and Yitzchak, um, which are even though they're physical human beings, but on a spiritual level, what does Avram represent? What does Yitzhak represent? They represent the Midois, the emotions of the world of Atsilis. That's in Atsilis, the emotions, Chesed and Gvura. Avram is Chesed, and, and Yitzhak what is Gvura. But in their source, they're both coming from Tainug of Atik. So in its source, the Avram and Yitzchak both come in Tain and Ganatic, and then it goes down to the world of intellect, and then in the world of emotions, Avram represents in a strong way the Mida of Chesed of Atzilus, and Yitzchak represents the Mida of Gvur of Atzilus. In other words, Avram in his source, in a revealed way, he's Chesed of Atzilus. In his source, he's Chesed of Atik, even though it's not carved out, but in its source, it's Chesed of Atik. In a revealed way, it's Chesed Batsilas. And therefore, based on that, that Avram is Chesed Batsilas in a revealed way. And in its source, it's Chesed of Atik. That's why we say, Zechoyer Av, remember our father referring to what Avram Avinu, Nimshach Acharecha Kamayim, he was drawn to you like water. And we already learned what does it mean drawing like water? It's come down, Bederch Er Yashar. In a straight path. So Avram's source is Chesed Atik, goes through Chesed Atzilus, and it comes down in a straight path. Yitzchak, on the other hand, he's Gvura. What does that mean? Gvura of Atzilus, but in its source, he's Gvura of Atik, in Keser Atik and Gvura of Atik, which is obviously a very, very high level. You can't, it's hard to, it's hard to contain it. Because you know, Gvura of Atik, Gvura of Atzilus, it's very, very strong. So that comes down in the way of Urchaiser. It's too much for us to handle. However, so even though it's too much to handle, but where is the real power? Where is the, the intensity of the flow of energy? It comes from Gvura. And we know Gvura comes from the expression of Tagboris. It's very, very strong. A lot of, a lot of energy. Tagboris Achayas. So again, so Ava, Ava Medina represents Chesed of Atzilus, which comes from Chesed of Atik. Yitzchak represents Gvur of Atzilus, which comes from Gvur of Atik. Ava comes down Kemayim like water, or Yashar. Yitzchak comes down, or Chayzer, Ava Kirish But obviously, the one that's really more powerful is what is the one from Yitzchak, because it's coming from Gvur, much, much stronger. And like Derba says, it's brought down in many, many Chesedic discourses about the idea of Gvuris Geshamim. When the rain comes, it comes from Gvura. What does that mean, Gvura? Because the real flow, when Geshem comes down, when it rains, because it comes from Chesed, the real strong flow comes from Gvura. And that's why in the Prophets it says, in reference to, um, um, to Yitzchak Avinu, it says, Ve'arbe ezaroi, ve'etan lo'yitzchak. So Avram Avinu, he had first one chunk Yishmael, and Hashem said, Ve'arbe, I'm going to multiply. There's going to be much more, I'm going to give you Yitzchak. Why? Because Yitzchak is Arba from multiplicity, a lot, in abundance. And therefore, the blessings have to come specifically from Yitzchak. Why? Because Yitzchak is the one that had the intensity of the flow of energy, much more than Avram Avinu. And that's why we also say, in, in, in reference to Rosh Hashanah, we say, Zeha Yoim, this is the day, which is, which we also mean, this is the day. From here comes out the tremendous flow of all, of energy for all Seder Ishtashos, from all levels, at Silas, Bri, at Sirasia. You know, it's the beginning of, of Hashem's creation of the world, it's currently in Rishayin. <clears throat> and our avoid is, because we're dealing with such intensity, 
So the problem is that since the intensity of a flow is coming from it from Gvura of Atzilus, which comes from Gvura of Atik, it's too much for us to handle. Our job is, our spiritual work is, in Hebrew, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, is Lahamti Kagvurais, to sweeten the powers. Because if it's just Gvura, we can't handle it. But once we sweeten it, then we can internalize it. And like Rebbe says, it's explained in many Hasidic discourses in reference to Rosh Hashanah, that Rosh Hashanah Hashem is creating the world. This flow is very, very intense. It's coming from Guru Dabatik. Our job is to sweeten it. And you know, since it's Rosh Hashanah, it's the beginning, so it's coming with a tremendous intensity, which is huge. Our job is to sweeten it, and then we can obviously enjoy it. Now, so how do we enjoy it? How do we sweeten the Gvura? If we're going to have an intense, we want the intensity, we want it to come from Yitzchak, Gvura of Atzilas, and Gvura of Atig, but on the other hand, we want to be able to appreciate it, and it shouldn't just bounce out of us. So that's why it comes through the process of Cyrus, the process of the hears. What does that mean? Because the light, the way it is, we can't draw it down, it's too powerful. However, when you have a filter, a filter of the Cyrus of the here, then you're able to draw it down because it's coming down, it's coming down like drip irrigation. It's coming down slowly. How does that come through? It comes through, even though you know, it's from the skull, that's where everything comes from, but you have obviously a filter that, that so to speak, filters it through the Cyrus, and therefore you need the Cyrus. So based on this, there was explaining why in order for Yaakov to receive those powerful blessings from Yitzchak Avinu, which came from Gvura of Atik, what had to happen is he had to wear the, the, the clothes of Aesop that was Seirois, the here. Because if he didn't have the, he didn't have the here, it would be too strong. And the Seirois, the Seirois, the Cyrus, the here was able to filter it out and he was able to uh, um, receive it and, 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 and able to internalize it. So Rebbe says, one second. What are we dealing with? Who's receiving the blessings? We're dealing with, now we're dealing with an amateur. We're dealing with Yaakov Avinu. Now we know in the Torah it says, Yaakov says, He tells his mother, I'm, a, I, I'm very, very smooth. I don't have any uh, here like Esau had. That's a simple insight. What does that mean spiritually? What he's saying is, when he's saying he's smooth, it means he's higher than Cyrus. He doesn't need to hear. He can get it directly. Why? Because what's Yaakov's source? Just like we learned that Avram's source is Chesed. And Yitzchak's source is Gvura. Yaakov's source is Yaakov is Kavem Tsoi. And what, because he's Kavim Tsai, he literally goes from, from the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom. And as he actually goes higher than Abraham Avinu, higher than Yitzchak, higher than Ratzai, higher than Shuv, higher than Ari Chayza, we said it's so powerful from Yitzchak, higher than Ari Yashar, obviously from Abraham Avinu, he's higher than Tayu, he's higher than Tik, and all these heavy levels, and that's why he's called Ishchalak. So, but if that's the case, since Yaakov is so so powerful, he goes straight to the top because he, because he's a centered sphere. He's the Paris goes only to the top. So why do he need the Cyrus? So the Rebbe explains. But nevertheless, even though in source Yaakov is much higher, but when Yaakov became revealed in the world of Atzilus, he's Tiferes, and Tiferes is lower and after Chesed and Gvura. In other words, it's the third sphere after Chesed and Gvura. In other words, Tiferes receives from Chesed and Gvura. So even though, again, in its source, Yaakov is very, very high, but because he receives from Chesed and Gvura, so in order for him to receive the blessings of Yitzchak, which were very, very powerful, he needed to have the Cyrus. He needed to have the here, the filter, that through that he was able to receive the powerful blessings from his father of Yitzchak that came from Gvura of Atik, that went through the Cyrus, and if he was able to connect to it, and he wasn't able to relate to it, and he was able to internalize it because Yaakov in a revealed way from the first, even though in the source he's much higher. 
And Rebbe explains this now, very powerful Kabbalistic explanation. He says like this. Rebbe explains, he uses, the, he uses the analogy of seichel, intellect. So we know when it comes to intellect, there's different levels. There's different levels of intellect. For example, so we know that when Hashem created the world, there's four different levels with this, uh, four different levels of energy. There's doimim, the inanimate, rock, sand, etc., tzemeach, things that grow, chai, things that are alive, animals, etc. And there's medaber, the, the ones that can speak, referring to human beings. Now, Shreva says like this, in Seichel, you have chai, the level of chai that exists in Seichel, in intellect. You have the level of tzemeach, things that grow, that lives, in the, that exists in the level of intellect. And then you also have doimim in, in Seichel. What does that mean practically? Shreva says like this, in Seichel, in intellect, Chabad, Chachman, Bino, Vidas, there's a component of Chai. In there you have Chai as well. What does that mean? In other words, the, the fact that intellect has an impact on every one of the limbs in our body, that's because there's a Chaius in Seichel. The level of Chai, the level of life is in Seichel as well. For example, you have to write something. How do you write? It's coming from your brain, what you're writing. But who writes it? Your hand writes it. The hand writes based on the intellect that tells you what to do. Or, for example, you want to go somewhere. The intellect tells your foot to move, and it's where you start walking. In other words, the minute in, the, in your brain it tells you to walk or write something, you move your hand, then you move your foot. What is that coming from? Because in Seichol Chai, life, when your hands are moving, that's life. When your feet are moving, that's life. So in Seichol, there's a component of Chai. That's the first thing. Now, what happens... So you see You see clearly that in the intellect, it has Chai, and therefore your hand moves, your feet move, etc. But what happens all of a sudden, your, your, your mind, your, your intellect says, you know what, the hair on your hand or any other part of your body should stand up. It doesn't stand up. Why? It doesn't stand up. Because the here is not connected to Chai. Your hands and your feet are connected to Chai of Seichel. And then because it's connected to Chai of intellect, so when, you're, when your intellect says move your hand, move your feet, it moves. However, your here on your body is not connected to Chai of intellect. And therefore, if it thinks to, if it, to stand up, it doesn't stand up. What is it connected to? What part of the intellect? It's connected to Tzameach. And it grows, obviously, through ultimately through the power of intellect. In other words, it's not the level of chai, it's not the level of tzameach. And it receives its, its vitality, not from the highest level of seichel, which is chai, but it leads, it leads from a lower level. Moisri moichim retrieves its vitality from the level of tzameach. And you also have, obviously, the filter of the skull, of skull of the head. And therefore, it doesn't move. However... Even though it doesn't move, but it's still connected. It's connected to Tzameach. And the proof is that it's connected to it because the fact that you pull your hair, you're going to say, ow, it hurts. Why does it hurt? If it's not, because it is connected. It's not connected on a level of chai where you're going to cause it to move, but you are connected where if you pull it, it's going to hurt you. And because it is connected to it. But obviously it's a, le- it's a, a lesser connection. It's the, the lesser connection, lesser vitality. It's not the level of chai, it's the level of Tzameach. And so because it does have a connection, it knows it doesn't have like chai, but it does have a connection. So you're able to draw energy through the sirois. There is a connection, not as powerful connection. 
and because it, it, it so to speak tones it down it's like a filter process it's a symptom so therefore the blessings can come the blessings of the powerful blessings could come strictly through the Cyrus because the Cyrus is not connected in such a, a strong level that you would also have a jolt it's able to process it in a way that you, that you, that, that you can relate to it but what happens if you didn't have the here and you didn't have that process that diminishes the energy you wouldn't be able to receive it so the Rebbe explains to you literally according to Kabbalah why specifically the Cyrus work because a Cyrus represents a connection but a connection that the, the energy flow is much less and because the energy is mu- mu- flow is much less you're able to receive the Eur and it does not affect you in a jolting way now the Rebbe says this is all heavy heavy Kabbalah we just learned Tainug, Cyrus, etc., or Yashar Chayzer. But we all know when it comes to learning Chassidus, the goal is not just to go on a beautiful mystical journey, which is very, very nice, but everything has to come down practically. In other words, how does it, how does it affect my life? In, in a practical way, in terms of I'm going to serve Hashem better, I'm going to become a better human being, etc. So the Rebbe explains like this, that generally speaking, the, the avoido on a, on a practical level of Ur Yashar, that's the avoid of a tzaddik. What means avoid of a tzaddik? A person that does, does what he's supposed to. With no distractions, no struggles. You pray, you study, you do mitzvot. You know, you're nice, you're kind, you, you connect to Hashem, you love Hashem, etc. So our yasha is we call the avoid of a tzaddik. doesn't mean, a, a, it means whatever you're doing with, with focus, with clarity, with no drama, with no, you know, uh, distractions, that's the avoid of a tzaddik. That's our yasha. What's the avoid of our chayzer? Or the avoid of a Balchuva, someone that struggles with the relation with Hashem, but nevertheless you remain strong and you stay connected with the struggle, so the, the, the fire is much stronger there, and that's the avoid of a Balchuva. So a tzaddik is connected more to the avoid of Ur Yashar, the straight light that comes in, and the Balchuva is more connected to the most powerful light of Ur Chayzer. There are quotes in the Zohar, it says, the Balchuva has much more energy. Like, for example, just like Ur Chayzer, which comes from Gvurais. So now, so what do we see? That they have a void of tzaddik, which is our yasha. The void of the baltshuva is our chayzer. So based on this, Rebbe explains something very, very powerful. Yitzchak Avinu, he had two children, Yaakov and Esav. Why? And we know, and so, but Yitzchak, we know, he was, his goal was he wanted to give those blessings to Esav. And the question is, why do you want to give the blessings to Esav? He knew that Esav was not behaving the way he was supposed to. He knew that God, God wasn't his first priority. He knew he was a hunter and doing whatever he was doing out there. But nevertheless, Yitzchak wanted to give the blessing to Esav. Why? So we know the simple reason is it says in the Torah, he fed him, he brought him a nice lunch, a nice dinner. But what, is, what does that mean he brought him dinner? It doesn't, wasn't the physical food. Because he saw that he had tremendous holy sparks of holiness in him, in Esav. And Yitzchak, because he was from Gvura, he had all this powerful energy. He wanted to bring that powerful energy of Ur Chayzer into Esav. And by bringing that powerful energy into Esav, he will inspire him to return to Hashem. He will inspire him to do tshuva. And how does that happen? It happens specifically through the symptom, through bringing down this powerful energy into Esav. And that was his goal. His goal was to bring the powerful energy of Ur Chayzer into Esav and inspire him to do tshuva. But the fact is, who got the blessings? Yaakov got the blessings. Why did Yaakov get the blessings? If Yaakov's on the level of a tzaddik, why does he need the, the powerful Ur He could have had Ur Yasha straight to Mount Why does he have to give him those powerful blessings? 
But Rebbe says, no, no, Yaakov needed the blessings. Why? Because, because um, Hashem wanted that Yaakov should have both types of way of serving Hashem. He should serve Hashem on the level of a tzaddik, or yashar, and also the avoid of <coughs> serving Hashem on the level of a baltshuva, or chayzer. However, in order for him to receive this powerful level of Urchhaizer, he needed the vessel. What was the vessel to receive that powerful level for Yaakov? He needed the hair, like we've explained already before, because through the hair it tones it down, or the beautiful garments, the physical, materialistic, beautiful garments. Also, the one the question he asked was why do you have to smell it? Because he needed the smell. The Reich, the Reich Bagadav, he needed the smell, and that, through that it went. That's so that I was going to explain now why specifically the, 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 the smell from his garments. So the Rebbe explains like this. What does it mean, the smell from the garments? It literally means v'reyach, the smell of begad of his garments. Well, we know begad can also mean boigdov. Boigdov means to to uh, to like a traitor, someone that's a traitor. So it was even though, you know, it was when Yaakov was wearing the garments, he was tra- it wasn't really him; it was someone else. So the idea the idea is to be a traitor. In other words, what does a traitor represent? Traitor can go both ways. Yaakov was being dressed up like Asom. That's a traitor. That's not really him. Also, someone that's sinning, that tra- it's a traitor and comes back to Hashem. You know, as a traitor, Bogadav represents the idea of the ability to do tshuva, to return to Hashem. And to go ahead and transform the light from negative to positive. And through Reich Bogadav, through bring a, being a traitor... Through going ahead and doing tshuva, that's the vessel to receive the greatest blessings. So when we do something wrong, we're all human, and then we become a traitor. We don't stick to doing something wrong, we do something right. Then we're able to connect to the greatest blessings. And that's why it says, that Hashem will give it to you. Well, like Kim referring to what level? Not Yudke Vavke, which is Ur Yashar. But like Kim, Tzimtzum. Like Kim represents Tzimtzum. In other words, the goal was that Elikim, we should receive the blessings of Ur- Yosher and Urchazer. And like Jehovah says, the goal was that not that Yaakov should only have Eretz Yisrael, the land of Hashem that wants to do the will of Hashem. And outside of Eretz Yisrael, which means that land doesn't want to do the will of Hashem, that goes to Esau. No, no, no. Even Yaakov, that ideally would love to have just the land of Israel, the one, the place that's doing the will of Hashem. But he should also have a place outside of Israel, which means not doing the will of Hashem. So that he should be able to go down outside of Israel and transform the outside of Israel. And he should bring in the most powerful energy there. And that's why you see it's important, the Yitn Lechar Kim. He needed specifically, the not only Yudke Bavke, the powerful, the powerful light of Ur Yasher. He needed Ur Chazer. Because he needed to have not only the avoid of a tzaddik, he needed to have also the avoid of a balchuva. Not only the straight light, but he also needed to do the transformational light, a boigdov. And based on the Shabbat finish off, and he says, that's Pshat Be'yitin Lechar Lakim. Lakim should give it to you. Because by having Lakim, the powerful energy of Lakim, the powerful energy of Ur Choyzer, the powerful energy of Gvura of Atik, that gives you the power to break anything that's holding back the revelation of God. It's not enough, Ur Yosha. It's not going to do it. You need Ur Chayzer to do it. And that's why it says, V'yitn l'chor l'kim, mitala shamayim. And the commentary said, mitala shamayim is referring to what Mikra, learning, learning uh, the, the revealed part of the Torah. And the Mishmaniyah is referring to Mishnah, the, the uh, oral part of the Torah, which is referring to Torah. Why? The question was, even... <clears throat> before they learned Torah and they did mitzvahs, before the before this blessing, Avram learned, Yitzchak learned, they all, Yaakov all learned Torah. So what's the big chiddush? What's the big novel idea? This blessing, Yitzchak, Kim reference to Torah. 
And Rebbe explains because the fact is until then, yeah, they learned Torah. But what was lacking was Mishpat. What was lacking was Sdaka. Like it says, like it says in reference to Yaakov in Psalms, Mishpat with Sdaka with Yaakov at Asisam. And as what is the idea of Mishpat that, that they should they you should judge yourself and they'll see what you need and the rest you should give away for Sdaka. <coughs> or like for example, Sdaka is we know that what's the what's the what's the idea of Sdaka? Sdaka is to do what Hashem wants. And you should do it in a way of Kabbalah soil. You're accepting whatever Hashem wants you to do. And you should do the mitzvahs. And with mitzvahs, we know it's maisa mitzvahs, the action of mitzvahs. So what does action mean? Literal meaning means doing the mitzvahs, the physical mitzvahs. But maisa actually means of maisa, and you force yourself to do tzedakah. You force yourself to do more. So the component of yitl is for the effort part. And as until then, they learned Torah, or yashar. But the goal was to bring into Torah mishpat, to do what Hashem wants with Kabbalah soils, to do it in a way of tzedakah. And the fact is that Yitzchak, which represents Gvura of Atzilus, but more importantly Gvura of Atik, he was able to give the power to Yaakov that not only they should learn Torah, but we should learn Torah and do mitzvahs and do tzedakah, and that has all connected to Bereich Begadov, the, the fragrance from the, from, the, from the clothing, which again, Begadov, we said, means to be like a traitor. What does it mean of uh, being a traitor? You're, you, you're a traitor in anything of materialistic in the world, and you don't, get in, you, don't get, you don't get distracted from the materialistic world. Even though you're living in a world, but you're a traitor. It's not the world, it's not everything. And you break the nature of the world. And by breaking the nature of the world, you're able to re- to be a vessel to receive the powerful light of Urchhauser. So obviously it's a very, very powerful Khsidic discourse. You see the tremendous blessings of the Yitn Lacha, that we have the power from the highest places of Gur of Atik. And we need specifically Elohim, because the idea is not only to have Ur Yasha, but to have Ur Khaizer. Shah wants to have all the greatest blessings, to learn Torah, to do mitzvahs, to do it with Kabbalah soil. And when we learn Torah and do mitzvahs, we do it with Kabbalah soil, we draw down the greatest blessings, and we're connected to the greatest blessings in a real meaningful way. Not only is it Ur Yasha we're able to relate to, but through the Cyrus, through the Tzimtzum, we're able to appreciate and enjoy the idea of, of, of Ur Khaizer and the idea of connecting to God through Kabbalah have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov. Looking forward to our next class in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh.